0: So It's my podcast that I do every week. You can hear me on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, and all other podcasts that you listen to. So thank you again. So we're going to start off today with a major look at some things that have been going on in our city of Bridgeport, which I like to talk about, and that is the... FBI looking into the search of the city of Bridgeport to hire its new police chief now some people think it's not on the up and up, some people think it's, you know Mayor Gannon doing a favor to hire Armando A.J. Perez but here's the thing, you can't have the FBI looking into it They can't be, it, it reeks of something that nobody, and I mean, nobody would suspect, especially after he made nearly $500,000 this past year. But that aside, you can't have that as your lead into an investigation. How did the hiring process happen? That is going to be a key bone of contention with a lot of people. And it should be. How does a guy who goes from captain to police chief? Nobody knows how. Was there a national search? Nobody knows. A list of 17 applicants will windle down to seven were interviewed by a panel of out-of-town law enforcement and human resources. Think about that. Out-of-town law enforcement and human resources. Written tests and essays were also required. So now, what happens? Some ex-candidates for the job were interviewed by federal law enforcement authorities as possible, I beg your pardon, improprieties that occurred during the 2018 month-long national search for Bridgeport's top cop. They have at least pulled into the finalist, but who knows? It, It just reeks of something that totally seems inappropriate. It does. You can't just have an investigation and say, how did this guy get the job? He was an interim police chief. Then he got the top job after a long, exhaustive search. It it doesn't smell right to me. You know, it just doesn't. And for uh, Mayor Ganem to say, everything's on the up and up. Take that as face value. Take that as face value because we can't take him as at his word anymore. Just can't. You know, when you have this going on and he's an ally of his, it just doesn't smell right to me. He forced Joseph Gaudet out and promoted him as acting chief, then gets the job. It doesn't smell right. And now you have an investigation on the hiring process that, You initiated. You initiated this. So something has to be done. There's going to be a price to pay. Now, people are going to say, well, you've talked about the police chief uh, on a few of your shows and so forth. And yeah, I have because of what's written in the paper. And they say, don't believe what's in the paper. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. We've been through this. We've been through this for years. This is something that needs to be put an end to. Did he get the job legitimately? Was he given a hand up or a handout? It just doesn't it doesn't smell right. And it shouldn't smell right. So something has to be done about it. The FBI is looking into at the cheap search, and other federal agencies. The Equal Opportunities Commission recently dismissed a separate complaint filed by one of the semifinalists from outside the state of Connecticut. This individual, 34, black, that was equally and more than qualified than Perez, lost the position because of a pattern and practice of discrimination within the police department. Bridgeport Police Department. Though Perez is Cuban, the complaint the EEOC described the chief as white so there you go there's one area of bone of contention that the people will have with him the, this city's been through a lot of corruption you know everywhere you go it reeks corruption it reeks everything that we all have seen before we this act is getting old and this is now I say this all the time, and I'm going to say it again. You elect these people, and I'll be the first one to admit, admit, I voted for Ganem. I didn't vote for him this time, and I'll tell you why. Because he was burning his bridges, he wants to become governor, but you're not going to become governor if every day or every week something comes up that makes this city look corrupt. And it's already corrupt as it is. It's democratically run. You hardly see Republicans out there saying anything. Democrats outnumber Republicans as far as voting by 100 to 1, at least. And they have very little say in what goes on in this city. Very little say. It's tough. It's tough for a city to be run by One party, one party rule. It's tough, but this is getting out of hand. It really is getting out of hand. So let's understand one thing. Unless people have enough nerve, people have enough guts, people have a little backbone, people have a little balls and not sit there and say, oh, the same shit's going to happen every year. You're going to get the same shit every year. You're going to get the same people. You're going to get the same nonsense. You're going to get the same bullshit that you've been getting in this city for hundreds of years. And you allow it. I allow it as a voter and you allow it you let it go on why you let it go on I have no idea why I let it go on I have no idea but we've let it go on and it's about time we all get up and say enough is enough and you know who I also blame also our city council people every single week I see on the television our city council people not holding this mayor's feet to the fire Mr. Mayor, what's going on with your police chief? Why are you having an investigation over this matter, this bullshit? Why are your hiring practices different than any other? Why? Why do we have to deal with uh, the FBI coming in at every turn to say you may be corrupt? It's Bullshit, and you need to do something about it. I'm talking about the city council now. You get your $9,000 a year and your stipend and you sit there and, oh, let's pass this and let's pass the budget. Let's pass all this. Let's do something about this. Let's do something about this administration that, I'm not saying they ran roughshod, but they're doing things that bring in the FBI. And when you bring the FBI in, only one thing happens. People being let out in handcuffs. I don't care what administration they're in. It could be Trump, Obama, Bush, Clinton. Someone will be let out in handcuffs. And until you all decide to do something about it, this will continue. It gets to be old after a while. FBI investigating the hiring practices of our police chief a national search to find a new police chief and their national search ended up with the same guy who took the interim post something is wrong here something has to be done about it and if the people of the city of Bridgeport and our city council people of the city of Bridgeport doesn't close their ears and shut their mouth but open their ears and open their mouth don't do anything about it then the same thing's going to happen over and over again bridgeport will be known as a cliche and i'm tired of clichés a new gas station in bridgeport opened on north avenue where It used to be a used car lot and they are selling gasoline much cheaper than their opponents who are right across the street from them are selling. They're selling it to a point where not only are they selling it at the cheapest, but they're doing it too. It's an official gasoline war and don't blame it on the coronavirus. This is called dollars. They're trying to make some money because people need gas. You know, for the usual stuff, going around, getting to work, all that. So in Bridgeport, we really have some competition for gas. Your money till you can pump that gas in is being extricated on North Avenue. Think about that. North Avenue gasoline wars. There used to be no wars on North Avenue. Zero. But there's a gasoline war there. Why? Because they need maximum amount of customers at their filling station. They don't have that. They have a war. An actual war gas war and people are going to whomever is the cheapest you might think that's kind of crazy but i think it's kind of funny why are you going through the whole hula hoops just to get people to come to your filling station buy whatever lottery tickets newspaper groceries whatever you have but the main thing that they have is gas. You have gas at the cheapest price in Bridgeport. I saw it, $2.09, $1.99. Once it was at one eighty-nine. I saw in the newspapers. You have gas very cheap, and that's cool. That's cool to have. That's that's just, you know, business. You're trying to drive up the competition because the other people are selling gas and you want to sell it at the cheapest price. Understandable. But you need to understand people need gas and they'll get it anywhere they can at the cheapest price. So what will you do when all that gas eventually runs out and then reality sets in reality sets in because you need to sell as much gas as you can because you sell it very cheap. You sell it so cheap that you drive up the market and then other people are going to sell gas cheaper. They're not going to sell it because you're the cheapest and you have a better product of gas. They're gonna get gas because you sell it cheap very cheap. When you're selling it nearly a dollar below value, you know what you're doing and you're doing it because the people across the street are selling it cheaper or vice versa. That's called a war. A war on gasoline which means you're putting a war on a product that you want to control you want to control the price of gas can't do it forever it's just like everything else cars even books gas has its value and gas has only one value and that is people need it that's its value they need to fill the cars with gas To get from point A to point B. And from point B to point C and onward. So, what are you going to do? Keep having this war? Or just, you know, think that this war is not going to last? Because it's not. Eventually, realism is going to reign in. And realistically, you have to have your set prices. You have to have prices set by what the wholesaler Tells you can't change prices every five minutes. You can't, you know, the market that the market does not dictate how much you charge for gasoline, they don't, it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. The markets only dictate, dictate one way. People will see this and they'll say to themselves, What are these guys doing? One minute 189, next minute 199, 209, so forth. People see this, and they see what's going on, and they see, hey, it's nice that every moment you are dropping your prices, but eventually, realism kicks in. And at that point, the market, the wholesalers are going to tell you, this is the real cost of gas. It's not $199, it's not 189 it's not 209 it's what? Between two forty nine and two sixty nine. That's real pricing. That's a real way of getting a price on thing because how you're doing it, hey, it's good. It's entertaining. It's nice that you can pay your customers to come and see your little feud go on, but in the real world of Pumping gas and people needing gas, the real price is the real price. And your feud would be nice. It's great for newspapers and great for talk and all that other stuff. But please, get a hold of yourselves. It's gas and people need it. And people need it to put into their cars so they can get the work so they can get to court, so they can get to anywhere. They need it. And you think, you think, you might think it's important to have this little, you think it's important to have this little feud of yours, but it's not. You don't need the feud. You need to get back to reality. And the reality is... Gas is around 249 to 269 wherever people get their gas. And that's the only thing people worry about. Where are they gonna get the cheapest gas? Yeah, they do that, but they're not gonna to go to stations that's having a feud over who charges the cheapest gas. They're not. They're just going to go to a gas station to fill their tanks and go about their merry way. So while your feud is great, entertaining, and very funny, the reality is people need gas. And they don't look at the prices. They look at where is the gas that I can fill my Tank. Danbury Hospital got a case of the coronavirus. It was from a woman who worked at both Norwalk and Danbury hospitals. It has been contained. They're testing others or potentially testing many other people. But here's the point the coronavirus is not going anywhere, it will strike all 50 states. It will probably strike the Bahamas. They'll probably strike Puerto Rico. It'll, it'll reach Mexico and Canada, but now it's going to go through all 50 states and all 50 states have to do their due diligence and do the right things out there and tell the people I've told my mother, I've told a lot of people, it's simple. Wash your hands. That's it. Just wash your hands. It's that simple. You know, we're all like going bonkers over this. Well, not a lot of people are, but some are going bonkers over this. It's simple. The conditions or the symptoms are flu-like and you know what the flu is. If you think you might have the flu, Go to, the, go to the hospital. Go to the hospital and then get checked out. You may have to be quarantined, but that's not a heavy price to pay if you have this disease or the flu. You don't want to let that slide. So do your due diligence, people. You know, wash your hands is the most simplest thing people can do. I do it every day. Also, on top of that, rubbing alcohol. Don't use vodka. That's stupid. Who in the world thought of vodka as something that would help with the coronavirus? Who? I don't know who, but it doesn't work. You need 100% pure alcohol Alcohol is a disinfectant. You same as washing your hands, put it on your hands, wash it. That's all. It's not hard. Don't make things hard because like I said, this coronavirus is going to go to all 50 states and people will be hurting from it. What do we learn from this? We learned that we have to wash our hands. That's all. You know, don't make it out to be like uh, what the TV people make it out to be. Some things that they're saying is correct. Some things they're saying is not correct. But the one thing that is correct, wash your hands. Wash your face. pretty much wash your whole body, but also Rubbing alcohol, pure alcohol. That's something you have to do to wash your hands and wash any other part of your body. Because that is what's going to be the one thing that will contain this. It's not going to cure it. It's not going to cure it. But contain it. That's the only thing that we could do is contain it. It hasn't contained president Trump from the stock market because it crashed. You can call it a crash when you lose 4% of the market value from wall street. It only gained one day, and that's after super Tuesday when Joe Biden made that big comeback, but wall street will hurt from this. If it continues on its path and it will. No question about it, it will. And why? Because that's how things work. It could only get worse till it gets better. That's how it always is, no matter what the situation is. You can sit there and say, oh, it's going to get better. Not immediately, but it will get better. And then you see that it's getting worse. It's not getting any better. Wall Street is not getting any better. The coronavirus is... Is not getting any better. As a matter of fact, you will know somebody who has the coronavirus. And that's when things get worse. And then that's when you have to do your due diligence. You just can't sit on the sidelines and say, it's going to get better. It's not. It's going to get worse. And if you listen to the president and you listen to what he says, he doesn't know half or any of what's going on. I this is the most incompetent administration that you've ever had. And they're going around saying, Oh, this is this is gonna get better. No, it's not. It's not gonna get better. This is gonna be worse than what we're seeing now. All these states will have a case of the coronavirus and all fifty states will be begging for test kits. that's how bad this is going to be it's not going to get any better and the more this gets worse Wall Street will pay the price for it because your 401ks are going to take a major hit all because we have a president who's totally totally I mean totally clueless on this He listens to the wrong people. He says things that are pretty much not true. What he says out of his mouth is totally not true. It's ridiculous of the things that he said. Because it is totally mind boggling to see this guy in action. Who's he listening to? He's not listening to any of his advisors because he's totally, totally, totally clueless and everybody knows it it's amazing how clueless this man is about this unbelievably clueless remember this man tried to have the united had the united states football league compete with the nfl they had a lawsuit they won but on, but only got three dollars only got three dollars he led a bunch of people who wanted a league that at least lasted three years to compete with the NFL. He's clueless. Who is advising this man to do whatever they tell him? Oh, go on here and say this is getting better. It's probably him, and it's not going to get better. Truth be told, it's not going to get better. But what we need to do is do our due diligence and that means wash your hands wash your body wash your face wash your hands wash everything and if you have symptoms of the flu go to the hospital you can't get any simpler than that Go to the hospital if you have signs of the flu. That's what everybody, every medical person that you could talk to says, go to the hospital if you have signs of the flu. Because they're going to quarantine you. And they're going to test you to see if you have coronavirus. If the first case from Danbury is not an indication, I don't know if he had the flu or she had the flu, but they stayed at the hospital And they got tested and were tested positive for the coronavirus. That's how it's done. And that's how it's got to be done. So, please, people, it's going to be in 50 states. It's going to be in all 50 states, as I got a text from somebody. It's going to be in all 50 states. No question about it. But do your due diligence And if you have symptoms of the flu, go to the hospital. So Kenny Atkinson has been fired as the Brooklyn Nets head coach. What a shock. I mean, really, what a shock. Why would they fire him at this point of the season? They're in the playoff hunt. No Kyrie, no Kevin Durant. You weren't going to get Kevin Durant for the whole season. Kelly's tended you're not getting him back. Kyrie question mark. Literally question mark. Were you going to get him this year? Will you get him anytime during the year? And now shoulder injury, he's out. So after beating the Spurs handily 139 to 120, Kenny Atkinson is out as Brooklyn Nets head coach. From Sean Marks, after discussions with Kenny about the progress of the season, we mutually agreed coaching change would be in the best interest of the team. Quoting him again, Sean Marks. This was an extremely difficult decision. However, the organization believes that it is one that is necessary at the time think about this for a moment. If the season were to end today, the Brooklyn Nets would be in the playoffs. they make the playoffs. No Kyrie, no Durant. They would be in the playoffs. So why fire the coach? I think he did a great job with the players he had in hand. No Durant, no Kyrie for a better part of this season. Why would he fire him? My theory is there is a coach out there that he wants. And he wants to get a jump at who the coach would be. That's how I'm seeing it. You don't fire the coach with uh, 20 simon games left in the regular season. You let him see it through. But this is what happens when people are asked how is the team doing? What is the team going to be like? They weren't going to win a championship. It was not going to happen. They were not going to win a championship. Never. As mentioned, no Durant, no Kyrie. You're not going to win a championship. So why fire the coach? Why? It makes no sense to fire the coach. None. It only makes sense if Sean Marks has a guy out there that he really wants. He really wants this guy to coach the team. This is the coach that he wants and he want to get and he wants to get a jump start at it. It's the only logical decision to make and it's the only thing that I could only see them doing. So how come he didn't fire him after they, they got blown out by the Memphis Grizzlies? Think about that. They were torched by the Memphis Grizzlies. Didn't get fired. They were giving it down, boy, that's okay. You had a tough loss, but you had a great win against the Boston Celtics. 51.4th quarter and send it into overtime. That type of quarter. Didn't get fired. You know what that does for a team that's looking for a coach, except for Brooklyn. They're looking for a coach. That means... The Crosstown New York Knicks are going to have a little say on who their next head coach will be. Hey, Kenny, come on down. We saw what you did in Brooklyn. We saw how you got players to buy into your system. We got players that need to get a system to buy into. We need that type of approach here. Come on down. From I'm Leon Rose, My first call is to Kenny Atkinson because he is a good coach. No matter what you all say. Didn't play like garbage the last few years. They made the playoffs last year and they're going to make it this year. So what's the deal? What happened in between? He didn't suddenly become a bad coach, but according to Sean Marks, this was an extremely difficult decision. However, the organization believes it's one that is necessary at this time. Couldn't wait for the regular season to end. Couldn't wait till you bumped out of the playoffs. You weren't gonna win the NBA title. You weren't. You weren't gonna get through the first round. Because how you're seated now if you Get by the first round, good for you. That means you have to get by the second round. The East is top-heavy. And the East, with Milwaukee, Toronto, and Boston, Miami. Name me what are those four teams that Brooklyn could beat, even with Kyrie. Which one? I don't see many. Now, I'm not saying that the decision to fire him was right. But I also think sometimes we pull the trigger to fire the coach very hastily. And this just may be the case. This just may be the case that Kenny Atkinson could find greener pastures and it could be at the world's most famous arena. Yeah, come on, work for Jim Dolan. He'll give you a lot of things to think about, but no, Jim Dolan's not running the basketball side of things. Leon Roses Leon, give him an interview. Tell him what you like. Here's what we're gonna do. Here's Scott Perry. he's our current general manager. He's gonna get you all the players. All the guys you need, a free agent here, a free agent there. We got RJ Barrett. We got trap picks in the near future. We got a lot of things here to bring you here. Forget about the firing. You are our guy. That's what the Knicks should tell him. You built it and we want you to build ours. If you could build it in Brooklyn, you can rebuild it in New York. That's what the approach to hiring this guy should be for the New York Knicks. We're building it, we're rebuilding it, brick by brick. For the Brooklyn Nets, I'm really disappointed in you because you let a good coach go because a general manager Pushed the panic button. He did. He pushed the panic button. And everybody will see that. Kevin Durant might not see it. Kyrie Irving might not see it. But the rest of the people in the league, they'll see it. And they'll take notice that you messed up. I like to send this song out to Tulsi Gabbard. Amy Klobuchar, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, and even Kristen Gilderbrand. They were in the field for President of the United States, along with two and a half dozen other men who were in it, never had a shot. They got down to the primaries, and suddenly they became an afterthought. And here's why. The Democratic Party and its voters decided that two men over 75 years old, one of them, the former vice president, both of them who should be working at Walmart as greeters, have a better shot of winning than they do. So I want to send this song out to them. And hopefully, they get a little bit something of motivation, hopefully for other women who will come into the race in 2024. And hopefully, they do a better job than they do. Hey, that's going to do it for my show. I'm Carlos Rodriguez. Here is you've heard this song before, so I'm not going to introduce it to you. Take care. See you next week.
1: Cast yourself to blame. A fool's a fool by any other name. You'll
2: never know. You.
1: Say